Wake up, sports bettors. You think you have the winner? Well, don't you think it's time to put your money where your mouth is and make some cash? Well, put down the beer and head to BetUS.com for a 125% bonus, putting you ahead instantly. You'll make each sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over all your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball matchups, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sports book is as welcoming to newcomers as BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Sign up today with promo code COACHTALK to enjoy a 125% sign up bonus up to $2,000, the best in the biz. Create an account to start making bets against the spread, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is as committed to their users as BetUS. Sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, September 19th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by my partner in crime here, Mr. Andrew Hansen, and we are bringing to you the podcast of the week, better known as the BetUS podcast from DFS Coach Talk. So we're very excited to be bringing that forward. We're very exciting, excited about our partnership at BetUS, and uh, we're looking forward to tackling it. So. Uh, we're always recording this generally almost 90% of the time the night before. So we're still pretty fired up, Andrew. What a heck of a night. Yeah, it really was. Terrific night for us in the NBA on the showdown slate. Both sites, winners everywhere. We gave out two lineups on FanDuel. They both cashed. And yep. we had a lot, lot of fun with our members because the GPP lineup was in first place in the big contest at halftime. So yeah. we're, we're in a good spot there. Caruso just didn't quite do it in the second half. So that uh, lineup just ended up cashing. Um, but your game script really played out. You called it. You you said the Lakers were going to be up 20 in the third quarter. So most of the, the studs were going to sit out the fourth. Michael Porter Jr. was going to take over at that point and, and clean up in, in mop-up duty. And it, it really all played out well. So it was a really terrific night. I'll tell you what, I was so relieved. I, I was nervous before the game because I felt good about it. But, you know, I made such a big fuss on the podcast about going out on a limb with a hot take and, you know, spoke for like 20 straight minutes and it happened. So that was pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was an awesome night. We did great. Uh, we were so close between the group of us. You know, we were so close to a monster takedown, but... That goes to show you on showdown slates like that, you know, just a half a point or something just swings the whole entire deal. But uh, it was awesome. And not only that is, you know, we put together, uh, put out two lineups uh, that were offered by DraftKings and FanDuel for two game slates, which was tonight's game and tomorrow's game. And man, oh man, are we sitting pretty in those, in both of them, because uh, we just played four guys. So we have half our team left. And, uh, you know, I was looking and, and th that lineup is in the top 40 in some big contests surrounded by, 
uh, play, you know, uh, people that only have one or two guys. So there'll be some people trying to chase us down, but we've got four full guys left in tomorrow. So our celebration tonight, uh, hopefully will carry on to tomorrow and, uh, we'll keep going from there, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not going out on a limb for okay. tomorrow's game because right. <laughs> I can't do it better than this one. I was very right. fortunate to get this one, so I'm not willing to be that gutsy, but I, I do have some some good takes anyway. So Yeah, and you know, the thing about a showdown slate is those lineups would have tied. We would have split the pot, but we would have split the pot amongst our group uh, you know, know. A, a bunch of ways. I mean, there were a lot of us tied for first there at halftime. It was fun to scroll down and see all the DFS Coach Talk logos. So um, love to expand the family. If you want to jump in and get those lineups from us, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com, grab one of our memberships week, month, year, or you can still get the fall special if you're big into football, and then that'll take you through the rest of the calendar year. And you get access to all of our sports. We don't just do NBA. We've been crushing it at NFL, MLB, and PGA. So uh, love to have you join. Absolutely. And again, this is the Bet US weekly podcast uh, with DFS Coach Talk. So we're, we're very proud of them. Uh, I'm pretty pumped, too, because I called it out pretty uh, heavy. Lakers minus seven. Yes, you know, that's right. It to the bank. I think that the comment was book it and, uh, <laughs> you know, got to do a little back uh, swimming there just to relax at the end. Didn't even have to sweat anything out. Right. So that was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, I bet us too. If you check them out, they are great. Betus.com.pa. Uh, 125% match if you use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space. And you can do that either on their site or go to dfscoachtalk.com and click on the banner. Uh, terrific uh, book, best in the business in you know around 25 years. I've been there 13. So. Uh, I've, I've got nothing but good things to say. And, you know, I don't recommend anything uh, to our members that, uh, you know, I'm not involved with myself. So it's it's a great, uh, great spot to go. All right. We're going to go right into this game because uh, we don't want Sugar Shane Caldwell uh, teasing us about going so long on a one game slate. Right. When when you guys try to squeeze in like 100 football games, I don't yeah. know. What are you like? 13 or 14 games. Right. Yeah. Podcast. Yep. Yeah. So we don't want to ruffle sugar's uh, feathers anymore. So we <laughs> got to keep moving. Um, all right. So tomorrow's game, as far as uh, this matchup, we've got the, the lines up. I'm going to actually refresh this line uh, so that we have the updated BetUS line. And we've got uh, the Yahoo numbers are not up for pricing yet, but we do have them on FanDuel and DraftKings, which are the main two anyway. Okay, tomorrow's game. Boston Celtics are a three-point favorite. They're minus 145 on the money line. And the over-under is 206.5. Implied total for Boston, 105 for Miami 101 and a half. So, you know, as everybody expects, a tight game uh, should be really intense. Uh, sort of a, you know, elimination type feel for the Celtics. They know, you know, being down 3-0 is a death sentence. So they're going to come out with tremendous fervor here to try to take this one down. So uh, 
this will be a, this will be an exciting one. What uh, what's your shape of this game starting out? Yeah, I, I like Boston here, and it's funny how they keep losing, and the the line keeps going in their favor. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I do expect them to win this one. Um, you know, they've had double digit leads in both games in the second half, yeah. and they you hear about the the unrest in the locker room. Marcus Smart getting fired up after game two, and you know, he, he put a charge into them. They're all going to look in the mirror, dig deep, and come out and, and put one away here. Um, I, you know, wouldn't actually be surprised if they win this one by more than 10. And uh, Miami just, you know, kind of throws their hands up at the very end. And they don't get that monster run uh, spurred by their defense. So I, I think Boston will, will take care of business here. So I'm a little bit more interested in, in the Boston players. But okay. the, one, the one big piece of news here is that Gordon Hayward is questionable. I know, you know he's he's been working hard on that rehab, trending in the right direction. And if he plays, as we know, that changes the usage in a big way. Uh, he he know he may not start if he's going to play. They probably keep Marcus Smart in the lineup, uh, starting lineup. Hayward come off the will come off the bench, but he he will take away from um, Smart, and he'll take away from Kemba a little bit with the usage and the ball handling. It certainly would impact Brad Wanamaker as well, who I know you want to play. <laughs> I'm not telling that joke for the third day in a row. So I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll give you a quick update on on the the player news for tomorrow as far as injuries go. Uh, Andre Iguodala is probable. Uh, he's had some back spasms, but he's he's more than likely going to suit it up. But you know, back spasms, an older guy, you know, it could limit his his usage in this game a slight bit. Uh, oh, your your lock washer 100% play Romeo Langford is out. By the way, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to scratch him. Right. And then, as you said, the the news of the game is Gordon Hayward. You know, he it says here he felt good after a post practice workout on Wednesday, and he's been progressing towards wanting to play in Game Three from the beginning with this ankle. So, you know, it sounds from from you know just different things that I've read as well that I think they'll give him a little run, but I don't expect more than 10, 12 minutes, maybe 15 at the most. I know it's a, like it feels like an elimination game for Boston, but the guy hasn't played, and, and it was a bad ankle injury. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that's reasonable, 12 to 15? I don't think they're going to play him unless he can play 15 or 16 minutes. I okay. think he'll come in and play seven or eight minutes, uh, regular stint i mean we see that rotation a lot with starters and subs um come in with about three minutes left in the first quarter play till about seven or eight minutes left in the second and then the starters come back in so i think that's the role that they'll slot him into and i don't think he's going to play unless he'll do that so if he is confirmed in and of course it's a one game slate so we're going to have that news that's what i'll project him as Mm. and on DraftKings, I think he's still a little bit pricey at 7.6. But on FanDuel, he's cheaper at 7,000. And obviously, players are more expensive on average on FanDuel because of the bigger budget. So, you know, he's a little bit intriguing for GPPs over there. Uh, Going to have to keep playing with the lineup build a little bit. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I'm not comfortable enough probably to dial him up, you know, as a cash player way too much risk there plus even if he plays well i still think it's limited uh you know so i'll probably look elsewhere but it does mess up the rotation for boston a little bit 
and you, you know, wonder who that's going to, you know, take a little usage from. I did go back and look. I, I still don't trust that Hayward's minutes are going to be, you know, that much. But if let's just say for some bizarre reason he did play 20 minutes, I agree that there's no question. I think Hayward, even in a limited role, it's definitely going to change that bench rotation. And looking back, back at the, the usage, uh, and again, maybe with him playing so little, it might not have as much of an impact. But if he got 15 to 20 minutes, it will. And the usage uh, hit goes to uh, two people, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, based on if you ever want to look that stuff up, guys, go to basketballreference.com. You can go back and look at scenarios of who was on the floor, what the usage was, et cetera. And, you know, so that that tells me that it, you know, puts a little bit of a red flag for me with Brown and Smart in the in the sense that you know, that could be a few possessions. And we all know in a, you know, one game slate like this, you want to maximize every single possession down the floor. So I'm with you on, you know, that information. It's going to be important to follow that tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter throughout the day. We're at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati. Uh, what am I at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just have to spell it out. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, and Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Shane is at uh, D-E-T Sports Shane. All right. Uh, Also, catch us in Discord. That's the best place. Become a member, jump in, and we will follow that news because it may switch the last guy in, which can make a big difference uh, in a showdown slate. All right. Um, so that that's on the Boston side. That's where you're looking to focus. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get some extra minutes for their main guys because they have to win this one. What about on the Miami side? What are you looking at? On the Miami side, Bam is has been the, the real steady guy here uh, from the bigs. He's been winning that matchup against Tice and, and uh, keep bringing back solid return on his his price. Uh, Goran Dragic and Hero, their prices keep going up, but they've really played well. They're still ch- cheaper than Jimmy Butler, and Dragic has been outscoring him in terms of fantasy points. So I am still interested in, in Goran Dragic and still interested in Hero. Uh, we've seen him continue to finish the games, make big plays. Uh, so those those are my two uh, guys that I'm kind of considering and kind of fiddling with the builds on the different sites. It's it's working out a little bit differently uh, between DraftKings and FanDuel. But uh, Bam is there for me so far. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that I haven't played as much as you, but uh, he, he seems to make sense to me here in game three. Yeah, I mean, his prices continue to go up. He's the second highest priced guy on the slate now uh, behind Tatum. Uh, on FanDuel, uh Tatum is 16, Bam is 15. So Bam's a thousand more than Butler. On DraftKings, it goes Tatum 15-6, and then Bam 13-8, and then Butler 13-5. So, you know, it, it it makes it very difficult. I, you know, a couple of things with, with Miami. I think that they'll continue rotating their what's working for them, which they are playing like nine guys. They're moving some people in and out. 
you know, Hero's getting a ton of minutes off the bench, but Duncan's still getting his run. You know, you're getting uh, Kelly O contributing. And so, you know, if it's not broke, they're not going to try to fix it. So I think that rotation will continue, which makes Miami not quite as conducive to building a stack with those guys in this game because of that rotation as opposed to Boston, I think, leaning on their main guys to get a win. They need this to be 2-1. So I'm, you know, the first thing I want to say is I'm with you on the Boston side. I want I want to have as much exposure to Boston as I can here from their main guys. But I do want to ask you a little bit of your opinion on this whole locker room incident because it wasn't just one of those scenarios because I read about it, looked up a bunch of stuff, checked out some of the Boston beat writers' comments and things. And, you know, somebody coming into a locker room yelling at the team or whatever, that happens all the time. But I guess this was over the top from what everything I read. I guess he was F-bombing everybody, throwing things, breaking stuff. Uh, Smart just lost it. And uh, a couple of the guys from this, again, this is from what I read, so third, you know, third source, but... You know, uh, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum took a little offense to the over-the-top antics to that point. Now, they all know who Smart is. Nobody's more intense than that guy. So I, I'm sure they give him somewhat of a pass. But the thing is, it wasn't just a burst when they first went into the locker room. The writers st- said after showers, before they were leaving, he had a second outburst where he was screaming at everybody and swearing. So... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a point when, yes, you, you, you know, you motivate your, your other uh, players, you know, and, and they look at the mirror. And then there's also a point where it becomes offensive, you know, to, uh, you know, insult to injury, if you will. You know, they're, none of them are happy about being down 0-2. So I, I just want to get your opinion on how Boston, you think Boston will react to this, because Stevens is a great coach, but he's very mild manners. He's not a yeller at all. And so this this is going to be interesting. What do you think? I, I think they're going to respond well. Um, Tatum and Brown, you know, the, I don't think they're going to want to get called out like that publicly. And, and when I mean publicly, I mean in the locker room, in, right. front of the, in front of the group and just continue on their way and have a so-so game in game three. I think right. they're going to they're going to say, you know, I, I don't like what he said. I don't like how he said it. I don't like the fact that he said it to me. But that being said, I'm going to go out and crush it here. And this yeah. is th- this is a game we have to have. And those are two key guys. So I, I think they'll step up. They'll be aggressive on both ends. I think they'll come out with a lot of intensity. And that's why I think Boston will probably win this one uh, pretty easily. So I guess it's my turn for a bold call. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um Take Boston minus the three is for, for a Absolutely. hot take from yeah. from uh, well, Mr. Hanson here. Yeah, I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I'll say that you know it wouldn't surprise me if they win by at least ten. Um, okay. Wh- how do you think they're going to respond? You know, I I'm, I'm interested to see. I think we may see a little bit different reaction from different guys. I think Kemba's always been uh, you know a lead by example uh, type of guy that steps up. So I think he'll have a better game uh, this go around. I think he'll be one of the guys that reacts really well to it. Um, Jalen Brown is going to shoot. 
and he's you know he's one of those I I never saw a shot I didn't like guys. So I don't think it'll affect him. The, the guy I'm most concerned about is Tatum, and it it shifts my entire build if I go away from Tatum, which as of right now, if I had to make my lineup and lock it in, he would be the guy that I faded. And that was a guy that was my number one captain throughout, you know, this this run by Boston. But I just think that there are a few times, and again, I think Tatum is awesome, but the dude is, he's a baby. What is he, 22, 23? Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a baby. So I, I think that you may see Kemba take the helm back a bit as as the veteran and Jalen keeps shooting and I think Marcus is going to play his ass off I mean you can't you know call everybody out and then not bring the game the next go around so you know here's my thoughts right now and and you know it's going to be probably make or break with Tatum but I I would rather you know my my mid-level build I, I don't like dumpster diving for guys but I think you can put a combination of guys like uh, Brown, Kemba, Drogic, Smart, Hero, Crowder, Tice, and even Duncan Robinson. That's that whole like four through 11. And you can fit all those guys in there. If you don't play Tatum and you don't play Bam, then you've got, you know, a lineup that are all going to play 30 plus minutes. And in Boston's case, 35 plus minutes for all those guys. And I think you can build a, a strong group out of that. Um, you know, I, that's the way I'm leaning. I, you know, I don't want to go down specifically in this game. Uh, you know, it, it, we make a joke of it, but, you know, I don't want to go to the Wanamakers or, or Williams or Derek Jones Jr. or Nunn or Iguodala. I just don't think you have to go down to those guys. I think you can build it with 30, 35 minute plus guys in the Crowders, Heroes, Smarts, you know, Drogiches and Browns, et cetera. So I'm going to, I'm looking for that mid-level build. Yeah. You know, that, that whole list that you mentioned, I think I'm going to plan to to fade those guys as well and try to get more expensive, safe, solid guys. Okay. But the, Oh, you mean the, the, the Wanamakers and down, I got you. Okay. <laughs> well, the thing about Wanamaker is we joke, but you know, he has played well the last two games and he's gotten about 24 minutes. Yeah. But his price has gone up. And if Gordon Hayward's in, you know, he's the first guy who's going to lose minutes as a ball handler off the bench. So I'm not going to play Wanamaker. Um, okay. But the, the one guy we haven't mentioned yet as a value play is Enos Cantor. And very interesting. He was the big game plan change in game two. They didn't play Robert Williams off the bench. Crazy. Stevens went with Cantor, and he only played 11 minutes, but he scored 16 fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, you know, hustling. He looked a little rusty on his first two possessions, but hustling, getting some easy baskets, some rebounds. And he's so cheap, especially on DraftKings. Okay, this is where it's more – it comes into play because he's only 1,600. Wow. So – you can play him and get an expensive captain and then fill out your roster with a bunch of key guys. Whereas on FanDuel, where he's 6,000, he doesn't make quite as much of a difference. So I don't think I'm going to use him there, but I do think he's worth considering on DraftKings. You know, it's funny. I mean, we dig into him as much as anybody in the world. And I, no one said that was coming. Uh, nobody saw Canner getting minutes over Williams. 
So I, I haven't read about anything before or since. So, you know, do you think that's this? Are they going to go back to that again? I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, you know, I mean, I know he was effective. He was so. effective. You know, he the first play, he fumbled a pass to him. And then on the defensive end, he was late to, on the rotation and he and he committed a foul. So it was a rough start. But then after that, you know, I thought he settled in and he's a veteran. You know, he, he is a very good rebounder on both ends. Yeah. And, you know, he, he knows how to finish at the basket. So you really, I mean, you can trust him more than Robert Williams. I mean, Williams is more of a shot blocker and athlete. Yeah. But after the way he performed, I don't see why you wouldn't go back to him. Yeah. I mean, I, 1,600, I mean, it reshifts your entire roster. I mean, if you can get, you know, all your top dudes by using him and he gets you that 15 points again, but... Man, that's that is again for a cash player. I I don't have the gonads to go there because yeah. I mean he played pretty much a perfect stretch of offense when he was in there. Can he replicate that in that time frame? That's that's a pretty tough call. Now, granted, he's he's a, a gifted scoring center and rebounder, uh, not a good defender, but that doesn't matter for DFS. So you know I wouldn't fault you at that sixteen hundred number. I definitely wouldn't go there for the 6,000, but uh, definitely worth worth discussing, I think. You know, for me, I, I'm going to go back to Tice probably again. I just, you know, he's going to get the majority of those minutes, and I know he has time frames where he doesn't put up a lot of numbers, but uh, he can also throw a quick block, rebound, and bucket in there too. So, uh, you know, I, I like that mid-level build with him uh, also. So, um all right. I mean, this is going to be interesting. I mean, th this is a really interesting game with, you know, pretty much the season on the line for Boston. Um, Miami's going to feel like they're playing with, uh, you know, house money. So they're going to be relaxed out there, which could lead, you know, to some good games from that side. But, you know, my advice is go with, the, you know, a, a Boston stronger uh, just because I think those guys are going to get uh, heavier minutes and uh, you know to me you got to treat this game as an elimination game if you're a, a Celtic so that is it uh, anything else uh, that you wanted to mention on this one no that's it um, follow that news on Hayward and then jump in with us as a member in discord to get the lineups before lock absolutely and uh, again we want to thank uh uh, our wonderful sponsors at betus.com.pa. They are the sponsor of this weekly BetUS uh, and DFS Coach Talk show. Uh, also want to thank our entire team with the DFS Coach Talk uh, group here. Um, guys behind the scenes just working their butts off. Uh, we're growing, doing multiple sports. And, and you know, the, the Bretts and Bryce and Laytons and Sugar Shane, he's he's always on there. He's the big, uh, he's the chick magnet for us to get all the girls <laughs> watching. But yeah, uh, all those guys work hard. We really appreciate all of them, and uh, they're they're doing a great job. Also, our charity of choice here is Mombon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. is a wonderful uh, charity that we hope you support. Uh, set up by the Bryan family. Uh, tomorrow's going to be fun. Uh, I'm really intense because I've got a core of those mid-level guys I'll share with you right now because 
I'm hoping to have some takedowns on that little two-game slate with yesterday's. And uh, I won't sing it. I'm tempted. But Tyler Hero uh, will want, you know, he will want to be my hero tomorrow, I hope. Uh, and I had Marcus Smart in there before this, you know, news of the, the blow-up shenanigans. So he's a guy. Of course, Daniel Tice. And then my fourth guy, Jay Crowder. So that's that's my mid-level build of guys that need to be able to follow up with LeBron and uh, AD's huge performance today. So uh, good stuff, Ben. We'll see if we could take it down. Hopefully you guys could build some lineups and uh, use our advice. Hopefully you absolutely crushed it uh, from last night's pod. And hopefully you, you put a few shillings on the old uh, minus seven Lakers. Uh, that would be wonderful as well. So. Terrific. Anything else uh, that you wanted to say before we check out here? Now, thanks for all your support everywhere. Uh, iTunes and Spotify and YouTube. Uh, appreciate all those likes and subs- uh, subscriptions. Uh, so let's keep rolling. Yeah. And that's the last thing I'll mention. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, please hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to our channel. That's super important to us. And uh, hit the little alarm button in the right uh, side of the screen there. It will let you know when our podcast posts. And with all these podcasts going on uh, with our sports we're covering, uh, you know, there, there are multiple ones going out there. So tomorrow we're excited. We've got awesome, awesome weekend sweat in golf. Our lineups are way up there in PGA. Uh, we gave out lineups with three of the top five guys right now in the tournament with uh, Thomas English and Reed, Patrick Reed, Reed. Mr. Yep. Reed at 6% ownership. I love it. So we're going to have a big sweat there. Baseball's going to be firing tomorrow. Of course, the hoops are our number one uh, puppy. And then uh, Sugar Shane and Andrew will be getting ready with football because Monster Sunday coming. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, appreciate the likes, the thumbs up. Uh, please do that. We have a monthly giveaway. Last thing I'll mention uh, on uh, that we choose at uh, in let's see 13 days we'll pick the next one month winner of a subscription from those that post five stars on iTunes and give us a little comment or put a positive uh, comment and a thumbs up on Spotify as well. So that is it, my friend. We are out of here. Uh, enjoy your Saturday. Uh, can't wait to see how these games all turn out. We'd love to have you at DFSCoachTalk.com. Come and join us, and uh, let's take down all the money. So we will see you again tomorrow because we're seven days a week here. We don't take a day off. we got to make it every day. got to make the money in DFS. So we will see you tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.